welcome to On The Mic Podcast. This is your host, Tim Drake. On today's episode, I have comedian Jonathan Giles. I first met Jonathan during my time at NerdMelt. Uh, we ended up doing an open mic together and then found out that we actually worked with each other. Uh, yeah, we, we were both nerd terms over at the Nerdist Showroom at Meltdown. And yeah, we, we reminisce uh, a little bit at the beginning of this about some of the fun memories we had there. Uh, even though the place has been gone for a couple months now, uh, it, it still hurts a little bit. You know, it was, something, it was a place that we both really loved and had a lot of great memories. So we, of course, talked about that. Uh, talked a little bit about Jonathan coming up in comedy in Chicago, moving up from Chicago from Atlanta, and what, what eventually brought him here to Los Angeles. And, you know, kind of where he's been going from there. Uh, Jonathan also just recently got back from New York City where he was part of the NBC Late Night Writers Workshop. It's an incredibly difficult uh, fellowship and workshop to get into. I know I've applied a couple times and haven't gotten in, so I was really excited when I saw that Jonathan got in to hear his experience and, and you know, kind of learn what he did, you know, within the packet that you have to submit. And, uh, yeah, get some insight from him. It was really fun sitting down with him. Uh, I don't think we've seen each other since the last show uh, at Nerdist. Uh, we, were, we were both uh, part of that show. Jonathan did stand up, and I played a drunken weatherman. Uh, or I should say a drunken coked-up weatherman. So it was, it was a lot of fun uh, sitting down and catching up with Jonathan. Uh, yeah, if you guys are in Los Angeles, make sure to go check him out. Uh, he, he performs all over the place here, and he's just a fantastic comedian. I know he's going back to Chicago. I'm um, looking to do some stand-up sets out there as well. Uh, so make sure you follow him on all the social media links that we will have up on the site so you can find out when he is performing near you. You'll absolutely love Jonathan. I promise you that. So make sure you go check him out. I am thrilled to announce that we will be officially returning to San Diego Comic-Con this year. Uh, I know Austin and I have kind of hinted at it back and forth. Uh, we just didn't know any of the details yet, but we were pretty confident we were coming back for a fourth year. And those details are now set. So July 19th at 4 p.m. in the Neil Morgan Auditorium, we will be back at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, we are still waiting to, to uh, confirm our guests, but you know we, all, we always promise a good show, and I feel like we always put one on. Everybody that's come out has enjoyed it. So I hope, you know, you, if you're coming down to San Diego Comic-Con, please get out and see the show. We're also looking to have our own exclusives this year um, that I'm really, really excited about. Uh, so make sure you look for those. Um, we'll, we'll announce those as we get a little bit closer. Austin's doing an art piece for it. Um, my wife is also doing a, an art piece for it. So those will be some of the exclusives that you'll be able to pick up if you attend this year's uh, On The Mic at San Diego Comic-Con. And yeah, you're, you're going to absolutely love it. Also, stay tuned to our Facebook. We're looking to do some pre-San Diego Comic-Con stuff this year. I'll be meeting up with a bunch of different people that are all part of the convention. Um, and we'll be doing some Facebook Lives as well as some YouTube videos uh, to kind of show off some of the stuff that you can expect to see this year at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, I'm, of course, really looking forward to see what Todd Land's bringing. So, of course, Todd Masters was part of our live show last year that unfortunately never got released because the audio got screwed up. Uh, but I'm hoping Todd's going to come back on the podcast uh, before San Diego Comic-Con to talk about their exclusives this year because those sell out so fast every year. Uh, so make sure you jump on that. Stay tuned to Toddland's website. Of course, you can follow them on Twitter. Um, that's usually where you're going to follow and, uh, and find the... Uh, the most up-to-date information of when those exclusives go live. Of course, if you're not following the SDCC unofficial blog, uh, that's another great resource. If, you, if this is your first year at San Diego Comic-Con, or even, or even if you're a veteran of San Diego Comic-Con, you're gonna wanna make sure that you get uh, that you follow them. They have all the details, everything up to, up to the minute, and especially when you're following them on Twitter, you're waiting in the line, you're like, why the hell is this line not moving? they usually have the answer for you. So make sure you're following them. Stay tuned for those videos. You know, we're really excited to be going back down to San Diego, July 19th. So make sure you are there. So we are really excited about this. I don't think I've emphasized that enough here. Uh, but yeah, put that on your calendars. 
San Diego Comic-Con, July 19th. Myself, Austin Grant, and some awesome guests to be announced very, very soon. In the meantime, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Jonathan. Follow him on all the social media links that you will find below. And on the website, you're not going to find them below. You're listening to this in headphones, so there's nothing below you that you can follow him on. But yeah, get on the website, and you'll be able to follow him there. Uh, and stay tuned for a bunch of upcoming episodes. Uh, we just recently recorded everything from the CBS Emmy FYC event. Uh, that was a lot of fun, as well as the AT&T Shapes that we did over at Warner Brothers. And then I also had a chance to talk with Rod Roddenberry uh, over at CBS later <laughs> later within the week. We were bouncing back and forth between lots. And uh, yeah, Rod Roddenberry, uh, who is one of the executive producers of uh, Star Trek Discovery on CBS, uh, also the son of Gene Roddenberry, uh, the creator of Star Trek. So we had a chance to go listen to him speak and chat with him uh, a little bit as as well uh, so make sure you stay tuned for those episodes and then we'll also be at e3 next week uh, the, an incredible gaming convention here in los angeles and we'll get a little bit of coverage of that so a lot of great stuff coming up in episodes to come a lot of great guests on the way so stay tuned for that enjoy this episode with jonathan giles Yeah, I don't. I haven't had to pay for gas out here because it's all included in my rent. Oh, nice. That's yeah, so I just. Are you using your money's worth though? That's the other thing. Our apartment doesn't have gas. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, I mean, it does, like for the stove, They're but like, that's yeah, it's included with your rent. But you also don't have. That's it. it. Like, like I don't have like a heater or anything. Oh uh, yeah, I don't have a heater either. No. Yeah, I guess does heat run off of gas? Man, so even gonna learn things today, guys. I just use my, <laughs> I just use my stove, you know, and just chuck logs of fire. In it. Yeah, we just all huddle next Coal. to the stove during winters in California. Yeah, because <laughs> in Utah I had a gas bill, and it was always like in the winter it would go up because yeah, yeah it would crank Guess the heat up heating. and yeah. Out here it's been a weird thing because it's like I don't have. Like when it does get cold, when it gets to like fifty degrees, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're at a point where it should, all, it should like gas should be or any sort of heating should be used through electricity, and you could just use that through like solar panels or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like I feel like we should be beyond like using gas, but there was something somebody shared an article the other day that like every place in California now was going to have solar panels, and I was just like, I don't know where you're pulling that article from because. That's not nope. true. <laughs> yeah, we should be. Beyond we should it, be. But yeah. you know, there's people who got to hold on to. Their they they got to make some money. Exactly. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people who invested in big gas. See, I, that's, I'm like, keep your money, just like change it, and you just own all the electricity or something, yeah. so you can still make your but money. But there's a guy on the Monopoly board who's <laughs> yeah. like, no, no, I own the, the guy who owns the blue space. <laughs> yeah, the I own the owns electric. The five hundred dollar yeah. ones. Bastard. <laughs> He's like, you will not get Park Place. Yeah, no. Yeah. If you can own both of those, like you pretty much win the game. Like it seems like whoever gets those last, you know, the blue spots, the dark blue spots before the finish line, or the I guess roundabout. It's not a finish line. Mm-hmm. Um, whoever gets those, if they can pair them, and then they just start stacking them, and if start you land some on, Trump it, towers you know, on them, some Trump towers, mm-hmm. and then if you land on them, man, you're fucked. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> All of his money's gone. It's like life. Yeah. <laughs> it is like, Do not land on the blue space. Like when people life. get mad about gentrification, I'm like, have you ever not played Monopoly? Do you not understand? <laughs> Someone's gonna buy St. James Place and put a hotel next to that shitty gas station. 
So we've seen this coming. Yeah. Monopoly is ahead of its time. It was. Those Parker brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to for one of my accounting classes, like my freshman year in college when I was majoring in business. Our, our teacher made us play Monopoly, but with like an accounting spreadsheet. Oh, that's smart. And, oh, it, it ruins Monopoly for you forever. Because like, for one, you can fuck over anybody when you start playing with that mindset with yeah. it. But now, like, I look at it and I'm like, well, let's see if I roll my assets into that property. And, uh, like, it's ruined the game for me. Oh, no, that's how I want to play it. Yeah. I want to play it like a monster. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm not good at math. So maybe that would have taught me something. The, that's the sad thing is math has never been, like, my real big strong suit. But then when it came to business, I was like, well, I can I can turn a pretty profit here. And yeah. But there was, like, Larry H. Miller, who owned the Utah Jazz for years as much as I hate the Miller family having worked for them and he did have a great business quote where he said all you need is, is to know how to add subtract multiply and divide and have some common sense and I was like mm-hmm. all right I like that I think I just need the common sense and then I get into college and they're like well see so you also need statistics trigonometry and I'm like shut the fuck up I do not need yeah what happened to really re- what about reading yeah you skip that <laughs> right? I know like all those bogus classes you have to take and like if you just took financial advisory classes in high school, like yeah. investment classes, know what to do. Wait, with you're your telling money. me bowling did not benefit me. I'm sorry, but I don't think bowling has benefited any did of you us. Bowling in high school or college? <laughs> in high school. Oh, what? Like it was just bowling class. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. I did like I did a bowling st- segment. I did steal a pair of bowling shoes. Oh, and those cool. are pretty great. Did you learn anything? Slick clown. No, shoes? I'm still terrible at bowling. All right. I mean, I, I'm great with the bumpers up, but <laughs> same. I'm sure like a five-year-old could still beat me, but well, you know, you're one of those. You just like you push it softly, and then just kind of like somehow do, even do with some the bumpers up, I still to, managed like... to get a gutter ball. So <laughs> you can hop the hop it. Yeah, yeah. It, it just like skirts along the top right? of the uh, of like the bumper. You get grinding points. Yeah, grind rail. <laughs> it's like a Tony Hawk game yeah, instead. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the bowling ball, it's like leaning one way. Like, oh, grind here! Yeah, my favorite part is like the animation. Like when they show the bowling balls like mock you. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's the, the pins are assholes. They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. he only hit three of us. And every once in a while, like, it depends on which bowling alley you go to. Some of them are pretty good graphics. Other ones are pretty shitty. But, yeah. I think the shittier the graphics, the better. It, make, it makes it a yeah. true bowling if, if I went into a bowling alley and it was too fancy... I think I would have to leave. Well, I mean, like, like shitty being like, they don't have the pens that like, oh, yeah. mock you. It's like you're still filling out this thing. You're like, which one's <laughs> the little I, paper scorecard? Yeah, that's. You know. I got pen four, six. Ethel, go back there. The balls are stuck. <laughs> I, I just picture this lady with a hunch, like, trying to stick her arm into yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. little ball machine. <laughs> that's Ethel. You've met her? Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's like five other old ladies that are all missing one arm because they were the previous Ethel. <laughs> previous Ethel, that's hilarious. That's you get knighted Ethel when you take the job. My name is Marley, and you're your Ethel now. <laughs> that's just what the job description says. We're looking for an Ethel. What's an Ethel? You'll find out. <laughs> You'll need her soon. Come from a long line of Ethels. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you could, you could join us, Jonathan. I was I was going through, and I was like, who who have I got to know a little bit out here? that I know nothing really about <laughs> that like has always intrigued me. And like, I was kind of telling Austin, you and I met through nerd melt yep. when we were working there, mm-hmm. but it was kind of a weird way. Cause it's like with most, with most interns there, it's like, 
you work a shift with them and it's a, Hey, I'm so-and-so Yeah, where I had, co- I think I'd covered a couple of your shifts before I'd met mm-hmm. you and still didn't know who you were. Oh, sweet. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for that. God bless. And, and then we ended up doing an open mic there together. Yeah. And afterwards I came up and was just kind of hanging out at the snack bars. You were packing it up. Uh-huh. And then that's when we were like, Oh, Okay, you're yeah, we both. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember. I don't remember your joke, but I remember you had funny jokes, and I remember saying, "Hey, get set." And then that was sort of like the yeah. the spark to like, "Oh, we also will be interacting more." Yeah, <laughs> and then just at an open mic. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I did love that with uh, with the kind of the camaraderie. There is a handful of us all did stand up, mm-hmm. and so it. It, it kind of trickled in between, or it's like we would show up at open mic, and, and it's because that was the only open mic I would do here in this town, which. I mean, are we? I don't want to make this just about open mics and comedy, no. whatever. I guess it's a comedy open. Yeah, this is a comedy podcast. We can talk about that. Would be the only one I would do. And now I have to find other open mics because they're all bad. Yeah, all, they're all horrible. Yeah, I mean, all, every every one of them is bad. And yeah, it was the only one. I mean, stand up's not my main focus. Mm-hmm. So it's like the thought of like having to like show up at like the comedy store like yeah. four hours early to throw your name in a bucket and maybe you'll yeah. get picked or show up at the Laugh Factory and wait for like six hours to have your to like hope do you're, people you're still in the, do that. Yeah, people still do that. Oh man, to hope that you're in like the first fifteen so that you can perform the following week. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, shit. yeah, yeah it's it's just such a grind that it's like, yeah, I loved them. Like with Meltdown, yeah, you could show up, yeah. throw your name in the bucket and it was 25 names. And, and there was a good chance that because they knew us, they'd be like, Hey, you want to go up? Yeah. Even, there'd be times where I didn't want to go up and they'd be like, Hey, you want to go up? No, really? Yeah. I'm like, fine. <laughs> yeah. I remember Pull my arm. Yeah. Jenny came up to me one time and she was like, are you going up tonight? And I was like, oh, I wrote some stuff down. I'm just not happy with it. And she's like, just go up. And yeah. then I went up and it went great. And I was like, all right, I guess that, uh, guess I got to keep doing this. Yeah, I guess, guess I better do that again. <laughs> Damn, I'm good. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, it, it was kind of a, a fun way to, to kind of get to know you through the mm-hmm. stand up side. And then both of us were part of the final show. Yep. At, which at was fun. You, which you did stand up at. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I was in one of the sketches as a coked up drunk weatherman. Yeah. So typecasting at its finest, I think. Got <laughs> <laughs> cold brew coming in from the north. What's, what sucks is I actually missed one of my entire like spots in the sketch because they had given me two names. Oh, uh, okay. They, and, yeah, they didn't fix it. Yeah. And they didn't fix it. And the worst part of it is Alvin Lamb, who was playing the like host, mm-hmm. he was like, who are these two people? And I was like, oh, they told me I was both. I didn't realize there was a line though for both. Uh, and thought, I, okay. I ran out to grab a prop for something else uh-huh. I, as the sketch was finishing to get back in. Everyone's like, where the fuck were you? And I was like, what? Like you missed your line. And I was like, I had a line. <laughs> like you said, you knew you were this character. And I was like, Oh, but I didn't know that character had a line. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was a fun, that was a fun show. It was, uh, it was a had audience. Audience was great. All the performers were great. Sketches were great. You always kind of wonder like, when like the thing about that was happening with that Nerdist was like we were all sort of interns in this hod- hodgepodge of comedians in different aspects. But then it's like, uh, who was who was running that? Lauren and um, Lauren and Max. Max, yeah. And you just, they just sent out an email. They're like, hey, we want to do a show. Who wants in? You're like, oh boy, how good is this going to yeah. be? And it was great. Yeah, it turned yeah, out fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I think too that it helped that they kept the expectations low. Like this is an intern show. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, the show was titled the worst night at a comedy club mm-hmm. and it and was, then everyone showed up. Yeah. And then everybody <laughs> like, I mean, it wasn't intended that an intern show is going to be yeah. the final show. 
like i mean it was weird that it ended up that way it was kind of like a cruel beautiful way to end it mm-hmm. because i mean we've only found out nine days before closing that yeah. we were closing mm-hmm. and so it was just like all right well i guess an intern shows the so i think that kind of helped draw in the crowd but i know that like it was already selling decent even before, even before that announcement and wow. so it was wow. like it was kind of cool that like yeah, they were, people are going to come out for an intern show. Yeah. I never even responded to that email because at the same time they were doing that, Austin and I were writing the sketch show that we were supposed to have put on that ended up getting canceled. Because of the closing? No, because of ticket sales. Oh, okay. <laughs> got it, got it. Yeah. Which, which happens. To be fair, Caitlin had warned me when I pitched it to her. She's like, I love the idea. Let's put it up. But just know that sketch shows do not do well here. Yeah, I've heard that. And like Jake Robinson, who who helped run Sketch Melt uh-huh. for the longest time, was even like, yeah, it was really hard to get people to show up for a sketch show. Yeah. And like we had a good lineup. Our sketches were fantastic. I was thrilled with them and then was so bummed that. Yeah. Have you guys had a chance to put them up anywhere else? They were all Oscar themed. Oh, it was an Oscar. That's right. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Talking yeah. about it. Yeah. And so it was Save like. Save for next year. Yeah, well, they were we, they were with <laughs> all so of the best picture the, nominees. Uh, yeah, yeah, the nominees. Uh, we can still, be the same. We can still throw yeah. some of the trailers, like fake trailers. Yeah, yeah, some it. of the fake trailers we that have we have. Dunkirk, yeah, the darkest Dunkirk. Dunkirk. The darkest <laughs> Dunkirk. There'll, there'll, be, there'll be some fake outrage about Oscar so white. Someone's gonna do it. So yeah, yeah I'm sure you have some stuff you can recycle. We, you, we've got material. Yeah, it'll, it'll come. It'll all come back. In. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep throwing it in the blender and. Yeah, there, there, there's a few of them. The one that we have for "Call Me by Your Name," like, <laughs> it's so hilariously stupid. Great. Which I, I, I've started to realize I try and downplay our stuff a lot. As it is so fucking dumb. But then, like, I look at it, I'm like, no, that was really dumb. <laughs> but then somehow that's what's what that's what works. Well, we were the, laughing while we were thinking of it. Yeah, so and then when like, I yes. pitched it to yeah. one of our friends who was going to be on the show and was possibly even going to like help direct the sketch. As soon as I told him what was happening, he busted up laughing. He was just like, "No, that's that's solid." Yeah. <laughs> so it was yeah, it was it was a bummer. But yeah, I didn't respond to their email because we were working on that. And I was like, I don't have time to focus sure, on yeah, yeah. like trying to write a sketch for them or, or any of that. Like, it is what it is. And so I was glad that like at the last minute they're like, "Hey, do you want to play some stuff in the sketches?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure. sure why not?" Yeah. The fun thing because I did stand up that night. The fun thing. Um, was I don't know I think you probably were in on it. Um, Max was supposed to be like a planted heckler. Oh yeah, my set yeah. But um, so he and I met like the week before because he wanted to like kind of know what jokes I was gonna tell so he could like prepare some heckles. <laughs> and I just warned him. I was like, I probably will just do whatever comes to my mind in the moment. So I don't know if we need to meet. But he was pretty uh, set on meeting, and um, which was fine. And then. Um, then he didn't do any of the stuff we talked about. <laughs> he did something completely different. Like, and, yeah, it was, yeah. and it was great. Yeah, it was too. fine. And it was okay. great because there was already someone that night who was, and like heckling, he wasn't like being a jerk heckling, but just talking during people's sets. So you, the audience was already kind of on edge. So when, when Max did it, I heard someone else in the audience go, are you fucking kidding me? Like, cause now here's another person who's heckling yeah. and people were like, and then I heard another person who was like, this isn't real, is it? <laughs> it, was, it was fabulous. Too much. Yeah, it was fabulous. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it was great. I, the thing I loved about that is it was such a somber evening, mm-hmm. but just all of the interns hanging out in the green room together. Yeah, it, it was, was it was it was such a special moment because that place meant so much to all of us, and for us to kind of be able to like 
say goodbye mm-hmm. all in in the room that inspired a lot of us to be there. Yeah, I, I thought that was like a cool part of it. And I mean, you you were in kind of a whole different headspace. And I, I mean, I'm going to speak for yeah, you here <laughs> because do. you had just come back from New York as it was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a few days before, if I remember yeah. right, from the NBC writers workshop. Yeah. So it's like you were coming back into this just like sad, terrible thing that was happening to all of us. That <laughs> yeah. Most of us had just been wallowing around in for like a week. <laughs> I was telling a friend of mine about it because I, I'm a little bit of a different situation. Like, so how long were you interning there? I had only interned there since November. But so you had been like part of that community. Since and... 2013. Yeah. Like, I mean, we were still living in Utah. And the first time that we ever went there, we got our hotel in Little Armenia on sunset and walked all the way down. We oh, didn't no. realize how far of a walk it yeah, was, no, I, which ironically, like, it's I, just down, yeah, yeah. ironically, I, I like once working there, I mean, I lived like, pretty close to, pretty that, close same, to that same hotel, even uh, a little and further, I would walk right? there uh, yeah, further away than it. And I would walk there every single time I worked. Yeah. It's a fun walk. Yeah. It's a good walk. So it takes an hour. It's good exercise. Yeah. I, yeah, for me, it wasn't, and I, I, I'll say this, I'm dead inside as it is anyway, so, <laughs> but I was sort of new to, in the sense of interning, I didn't know, like, the long history, I knew, like, there's some great shows that came out of there, and some great performers, but so the month, the month, I think, that they did announce they were closing, I had already, I wasn't able to work anyways, because I was in New York, and had some other things on my calendar, and so when they announced that they were closing, I was like, eh, all right. <laughs> like, I wasn't as invested. Yeah. But that night when they did the intern show especially, I was like, man, this place means a lot to a lot of people. And I remember telling my friend, I was like, it's kind of beautiful. Like, I don't <laughs> – it's like – it's like I, I don't have a child, you know what I mean? Like, so I can't really appreciate what that is meant to be like a parent or the beauty of childbirth. But, like, I get, I got to sit back and kind of watch that that night. It was kind of cool to see how everyone was like – it's almost like like tearing down an old like sports type stadium, you know, that has yeah. like championships won there and like you know classic players have come from there from that. I mean, you 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 look at the at the giant posters that hung up around that place. I mm-hmm. mean, those were like some fucking championship banners. Yeah. So I mean the, oh, yeah. I mean the the shows that they listed. I mean, I I got my hands on a few of them right before. They closed their doors. That giant TARDIS one that was hanging like right oh really outside. that was a good one yeah that was yeah. a dope one I got I got my hands on that that's like Tom Lennon and but then there was one there was a small one that was right by the door that had like the, it was a dragon that was crushing meltdown and it had like uh, Matt Besser's head and Patton's head on it and Joan and oh yeah head. I do remember that and the last night Hardwick actually took that small one so he could give it to Patton and I was kind of like oh I wanted that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they randomly had a giant one of it, and I got my hands on that one too. So nice. I was like, "So I have two of those championship banners." There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it was definitely a weird, a weird night, and I could, I could tell that you were kind of just taking it all in differently yeah, than the rest of, like of us a, were. An and observer, I, yeah, uh, try, trying to be respectful of of all the nice white people and their feelings for this place. <laughs> I'm like, black people, we've had so much taken from us. This is suffrage. Take their comedy club. Take their, uh, that's how it feels. We got it hard. What was it that you had said to us? Uh, it was at one of the parties there that you had said, like when there's certain, a certain amount of black people show up at a party, you know that you're okay to go. I can't remember what it was. Oh that you no, said. this is a real thing. Yeah. I don't, I'm not like a big people person. I love people. I just don't like, a lot of them at once. Um, 
And so there would, like, when I started doing comedy in Chicago, like, you had to go to the comedy parties if you wanted to feel part of the community. And uh, there would always be, like, there, there wasn't, like, as many of us as, you know, whatever. Uh, so, like, there would be, like, a couple of us kind of hanging out. And, you know, we were friendly with everyone. But then, like, if another black comic, like, I remember I saw my friend Calvin. And then I was like, if I saw Sydney, I'm like, oh, good, Sydney's here. That means I can leave. <laughs> like tag in. Yeah, like... there's like balance in the, in the, it's still in store, in order here. <laughs> yeah, and I would go home. It was more so just because I wanted to go home. <laughs> yeah. but you, I remember you told us, you told us that and we all kind of laughed. And then like two minutes later, you were gone. Yeah. And Max and I were like. Wait, did another black comic show up? Didn't no, I just, I just left that night. It's like, it's like, like Team WWE, night, you know. What, you what like... night was that? Because was that that wasn't after the the last show. That was it, it was, was actually at, uh, at Katie's farewell party. Yeah, that really that's weird right. farewell and party. And I didn't really know her. The only reason I was there to begin with because I was working. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I didn't really know her that well, so I was like, let me just. And I, you know, we all talked. Yeah as interns but then a bunch of other people were coming in i was like i don't know these people so. yeah it's like i knew a couple people there and then like randomly arden marine was there and like i, oh, cool. I adore arden but it was like i didn't know that her and katie had like yeah. such a friendship so and then like austin actually came over for that because caitlin was like yeah tell some friends to come over and i mean all austin knew of katie is hearing her on the intros of nerdist mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's that i just like yeah, grabbed a slice of pizza yeah, <laughs> and Natalie Hazen made some amazing cupcakes that had Scout on them, and that mm. was—that's the only time I've ever really met the, Natalie. <laughs> the cupcakes had Scout on them. Yeah, she made little like dog faces on the cupcakes. <laughs> I don't even like cupcakes, but I was like, I, want a I didn't Scout know that, That's like I didn't even know a Scout. Well, I thought you meant she wrote the word Scout. I was like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, Katie's dog Scout. That's her. Yeah. All right, didn't know that. Yeah, he's 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 the best dog. You like eating dogs, Tim? Is that what it is? Like eating dog cupcakes? Oh, let's get yeah. into it. Let's... Uh, dog, dog cupcakes. You know, you get a little, get a little. He's got pup problems. In, yeah. You get a little pup in that cake. We're and... working on it. We're working. <laughs> <laughs> a little pup. Oh god. <laughs> I was waiting to like watch that sink in because I was like, he did that really so just go like... past Austin? Like, no, usually... no, I heard it, but it, like was bouncing around for a second, and then it was like. Wait, it hit the like the gate, the filter gate, and it was like pop, pop, pop. You know, like, <laughs> so when was it that you that you that you started the meltdown? Um, probably like not too much um, sooner than you. I want to say maybe like October. Okay. Yeah. How, how soon was that from when you had moved to Los Angeles? Um, so I moved here uh, last February, so about a year and a half ago. Okay. So yeah, just over a year, because I had met Caitlin, um, and she was talking about you know, the intern program, I was like, I need a reason to get out of the house some nights. Yeah. So that was really why I did it. Um, just because I like, like I said, open mics are horrific. And <laughs> after a while, like when I first moved here, I never went to the open mic at the comedy store, but I go hang at the comedy store. But I also realized pretty quickly, like hanging out doesn't really mean anything there. Right. Um, like where, like if you hang out at your home comedy club, you know, after a while, they might ask you to fe- get a guest spot feature and you work your right. way up. Uh, there doesn't mean shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you can do open mic for a year there and it doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I went there and hung out last night and uh, like, I know the door guy and he still cards me. It's <laughs> 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 like, dude, we, we, I know we've done shows together. So uh, yeah. And so yeah, that nerd nerdist was like cool in that sense because it was, uh, it wasn't a comedy club, but it was like, had a, a good enough reputation that you can hang, you can see some good comics, you can hang out with fun people. Like I had more fun like at some of those shows hanging out outside the show and just talking about yeah. 
you know, life and whatever. So, or whatever projects people were working on. Yeah. Yeah. Those honestly were some of my favorites too. It's just like, it was usually like, I don't want to see the show that's going on in there. So I'm going to work the box office today. (laughs) Yeah. Not every show is great. Yeah. And then it was, it was just, yeah. Hanging out with like whoever the house manager was and other comics Mm -hmm. and Sometimes you would just randomly have like a bigger actor or comic just come in and they'd know somebody and just come over and just start shooting the shit. When Wanda Sykes came in, like oh, really? the the uh, couple days before. Was Roseanne with her? No. Let's talk about that. No, she, she, yeah, most people didn't know. They just knew that she was that yeah. black comic. Yeah, the black comic. Yeah. I don't, did, did you see that yesterday? No, I didn't. Somebody, when Wanda Sykes tweeted out uh, that she was leaving Roseanne, there was a news story that went out that black Roseanne writer... Uh, quitting it was like seriously they had black writers yeah well (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) how did that happen (laughs) aside from that point but wanda fucking sykes really like yeah they had a picture of her on there and yeah like i think it was uh w kamel bell that like tweeted out just in an outrage over that like are you fucking kidding me like this is wanda sykes like and whoever whoever posted that was probably like who's w yeah. they like they're just like they like know. what's cnn yeah they don't they don't they don't keep up with uh that is kind of interesting though the whole culture between like comedy fans and then just the rest of the world yeah 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 but yeah i mean so, some of those like when she showed up it was uh it was just kind of like, holy shit, yeah. that's Wanda Sykes. It's like seeing a unicorn in public. And <laughs> trying to remember, uh, I feel like this is the the nerd the nerd nerdist like nostalgia show. This is fine. I remember one <laughs> night, like I came there, I, I I came in to set up. Jack Black and I'm assuming his sons um, were there <laughs> asking what shows were on, and then um, I forget it was like around Christmas time, and then it was at the open mic, and then Katie Holmes I guess was on the show after the open mic. No, Katie really? Holmes and um, uh, it's not Paul Rudd. Uh, who's on the show Love? Paul Rust. Rust, yeah. I think it was his show. And um, she came in and watched the open mic, and like like half an act maybe, <laughs> and, uh, and then she went to the green room. And I was like, where the fuck do I live? Wait, Katie Holmes or Mandy Moore? Katie Holmes. Okay, because no, I... Mandy Moore. You're right. Yeah, it was the Christmas. show. It was the Christmas show because I made a stupid yeah. walk to remember joke. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was Mandy Moore. Yeah. They're the same she, person. Because she came in with Chris Sullivan, and Chris had actually just been on this podcast as the shortest episode we've ever released. And so that was the only reason I recognized them walking in, is because I had just talked to Chris like two months before. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And I don't know. So who's Chris Sullivan? He's uh, the big guy on This Is Us. Oh, okay. So he's one of Mandy's co stars oh, yeah, on nice. This Is Us. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense how all that that connection. Yeah. But but continue on. So No, yeah. there's no there's no continuing there. It was just me reminiscing about the famous people. Uh, Were you there for the Andy Dick night? I was the one fighting him off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard about <laughs> this? Like, yeah, he told me. Okay, yeah. Have your listeners heard about the Andy I, Dick story? I think I, think I told well, okay, the full story. Okay, let's, yeah, let's not rehash it though. Uh, yeah, him trying let's to, not, to give, let's not give Andy too much airtime. Trying to break into Russell Brand's dressing room yeah, and yeah, having yeah. to be like, nope. <laughs> Yeah, that was bouncer Tim. Yeah, that was a that was a fun. I avoided experience. that altogether. <laughs> I was like, they don't pay me at all. First of all, so <laughs> I am not dealing with like whatever celebrity <laughs> who had too much to drink. I, I I just will forever love what Emily Heller said to me afterwards because I walked back in after we uh, got him got him to leave, and I walked back into the into the tech room, and Emily Heller was sitting in there getting ready for fresh out, and Kyle Clark was in there. 
And I was just like, that's not what I expected uh, to happen tonight. And she was just like, hey, now you've got your Andy Dick story. Yeah, right. And she's just like, they're just like earthquakes in California. Everybody's kind of got one. That's funny. <laughs> funny and sad at the same time. It was It was definitely, it was, it was worth what I had to go through to get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, so when you moved out here yeah. uh, in February of last year, you were moving from Chicago. Yeah, I right? came. Yeah, so I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh ATL and um, <laughs> yeah, I spent about four and a half years in Chicago. Uh, that's kind of where I started stand up. I had done improv before, but um, yeah, Chicago's a great comedy city. Yeah, so great. Uh, most of my friends are still there. Uh, some of them are starting to move out here, and others are moving to New York. But uh, yeah, yeah. Our, our friend Johnny uh, is yeah, actually buddy. in Chicago, He's, uh, uh, doing don't... some Second City, and then oh, doing cool. some. Some stage shows. What's the? He just he just started a new show. Uh, his movie. It's like cult movie improv. Cult movie improv. Yeah. They do. Yeah, like uh, live improv shows on. I, I don't as, know how it works. As cult exactly. movie characters. Oh, okay. They take characters and then improvise a new. That movie? is my understanding. I learned about sure. it when Johnny followed me from that page on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Same on Instagram. Um, yeah, because he's like I think doing their social media or something. Yeah. But yeah. And and then he does the the liver show i can't remember the name of that johnny's gonna listen back to this and be like Learn they the don't name know of my shit fucking about shows. <laughs> well you know all right well johnny if you would uh donate some money uh, to we'll just plug it at later on maybe they'll give you a good plug yeah. how's that sound if you, if you can donate yeah our patreon account <laughs> that includes us knowing more about you <laughs> but that is how i'm just gonna advertise anybody yeah, donating if you want me to know anything about you donate me donate money donate me <laughs> donate. money yeah donate me money <laughs> <laughs> Donate me money. They're like, I'm just hoping he's getting speech therapy with my money. <laughs> Get him help. Here's a twenty. So, uh, what? Where did you kind of start at in Chicago as you were kind of diving into the comedy? Yeah, uh, I. So I didn't know I was going to do stand up. I went to. I thought I was going to do Second City uh, at first, and I went to sign up for a class. I remember, which had already. I had missed the registration date and all that stuff. So they actually pushed me towards an open mic. Hang on like, one second there. Oh, I, think yeah, okay. I think your mic stand was rattling and it's making a buzz. Oh, should be good now. Uh, cool. All continue right. Continue on. Should I Is should I start over or yes, people so go, go ahead and start over there. There might there might be a okay. buzz that I don't know that I'll be able to edit. So if any, if you're listening to this and there's a buzz, sorry. Yeah, and if this is the second time you had to tell, hear me tell the story, sorry about that. Uh, if you don't want to hear me tell stories twice, donate to the Patreon account. Uh, no, yeah, I went to Second City uh, with the thought of doing improv, uh, but I was waiting to sign up, and while I was waiting to sign up, they actually uh, told me there was an open mic they did on Sunday mornings. So I did. Uh, I went. And I remember my first experience was, uh, oh, I could be this bad. Yeah, it was not great, <laughs> but it's, the the room was friendly enough, and uh, uh, Valerie Jinks and Adam Bowman were running that room. And uh, anyways, I, I signed up. Uh, my first mic was like in December, uh, and I had time to like prepare for it. I remember I was sending friends jokes, and like, what do you think about this joke about black bears, man? What do you think? <laughs> and my friends were like, please don't. <laughs> Uh, and the topic was, uh, things that had happened in 2017. So I remember like my first joke was, uh, cause selfies was just sort of kind of becoming a thing. And I, I said, uh, uh, selfies is now in the, uh, uh, Webster dictionary or whatever. 
dictionary and I said, which is a, but the definitions are a lot different than the type of selfies I used to give myself in middle school <laughs> and people laughed <laughs> and I had a couple of jokes and they laughed at all my jokes. And I remember kind of like handshaking and thinking like, oh man, this is a pretty cool feeling. Handshaking different than the selfies. Different than the selfies, okay. but kind of <laughs> in the same motion. Um, but uh, it's nerve wracking. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> masturbating is very nerve wracking. Gosh, you get it. Yeah. This guy, Austin gets it, guys. I'm a switch hitter. I, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, that's how I got started. And then, you know, slowly but surely, I was running the mic, and then you start running shows, and you know, you're doing whatever. And then, yeah, I, I guess I personally got to the point where I, I just felt like the window of opportunity or my glass ceiling was kind of already closing if I stayed in Chicago too much longer. So I was like, let's make the jump to LA uh, to continue to learn the industry and, and, and figure out all that stuff. So. Yeah, and Second City. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think I knew that you had that background. I knew that you were doing some shows at Second City out here because I'd see those pop mm -hmm. up uh, from time to time. But that I, I was like hearing everybody's experience through there because I went through the writing program, but still while living in Salt Lake. Yo, you did because the, they the offered, online. Yes, they uh, offered oh, nice. all online. So I was able, and I realized looking at my transcript, almost all of it was really through Chicago, and I thought it was mm -hmm. all all That's through Hollywood. Like, like yeah, like seventy percent of it is like. All Chicago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all this time I thought I was at Second City Hollywood, but yeah. okay. I like, mean, you're you're technically probably at the, and this is I have no data, but you're at the more successful of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people Chicago. don't know Second yeah. City exists in Hollywood, so and some people just think that it started in Canada. Like my dad, who's a huge SCTV fan, he's mm, the one who yeah. introduced all of that to me when I was a kid, and then wondered why that was the path I chose. Because <laughs> you made me watch it, Dad. Yeah. You weren't supposed to take this seriously, Tim. Yeah. He was like, you mean I should have been taking you to courtroom cases the entire time? Right. The irony of you saying that is my dad's an attorney. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> so some of those were involved as take, well. Take your son to work Isn't day. this fun, huh? <laughs> take your son to work day happened when I got in trouble in school and he thought that was a punishment. He's like, oh, you slept class, you're coming to work with me then. And I'm like, you realize I'm still out of school. So I'm good. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you get to come do grunt work at my office. And I'm like, cool. I enjoy law firms. I find this fascinating. Like, yeah, it was, it was never a punishment. Nice. But yeah, he, he always like for the longest time, he was like, no, second city started in Canada. And I was like, no, it didn't. It started in Chicago. Yeah. Comedy started in Canada. Yeah. Let's be, let's be clear about that. <laughs> Just did, yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah, well, it's, it's always cool to see how, how everybody else kind of experienced it. It differently when I when I was in New York last year I I was at both Colbert and Seth Meyers and got to ask both of them a question oh, nice. and uh, the comic that was with me at first he was just like why the hell are you going to ask them the same question and I was like because they're both Second City alums and went totally different routes mm -hmm. like yeah they're doing the same thing now but I want to hear what their advice is well, and they both the question I had asked them because uh, I had just finished the writing program and I just simply said what is your advice on how to continually move forward mm -hmm. and seth said to me like first he joked well get out of utah mm -hmm. it was just like that place is just a vacuum yeah which i, <laughs> I laughed really hard and then like he he answered and just like yeah you just have to get yourself out there and get yourself into a community that is going you're going to thrive with comedy with whatever you want to do you need to be in that community and building relationships there and i was already planning on getting moved out here and sure. everything so it's like that it, it was just kind of further encouragement for yeah, Seth to yeah. be like you need to do this it solidified the thing yeah. you had already decided you were going to do yeah, yeah and, and, and then and then he kind of 
as he like moved on, like getting ready to go back down the stage, he kind of turned around and was like, I'm not saying Utah sucks. And I'm like, it's okay. I, I understand. I, I, understand. Yeah. <laughs> I fully get where you're coming from. But then uh, Colbert was just like the people that you meet in comedy as you're coming up, keep them close mm-hmm. because they're going, going to be the ones that, it, you know, the whole I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine, those type of things. Like sure. when you create those friendships and those relationships, those are the ones that you're going to build towards. Mm-hmm. So, and they're going to continually lift you up. And then he actually mentioned like one of his head guys has been with him since second city. Oh, wow. And yeah, like they, they just kind of yeah. stuck together and yeah, it, w- it was kind of cool to hear them both kind of give, you know, totally different things that I look at it now. And it's like, I mean, Austin and I've been working together now for five, five yeah, six years. Made. What's this love story? Oh, wow. It was, it was a beautiful day. <laughs> at Salt Lake City Community College. Yeah, it was, and I think we've kind of told it on here, but it was, it was more or less. We were in a, a speech and diction for actors class mm-hmm. that we quickly. Well, I shouldn't say quickly. We learned it was more of an English as a second language class. <laughs> but <laughs> on it, paper, it said voice yeah, and speech yeah. for acting. Yeah. we were like the only actors in it. Yeah, and it. it by the time by, we realized. It was, it was too late. It was past the drop, yeah. the class. And so we just kind of stuck with it. Our, our teacher was kind of a creepy old lady who liked to she feel did. up Austin. She did. I've, I just, I forgot about all can that. You, can you now. feel? You yeah. yeah. She, well, she would make me feel her. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She yeah. would be like, this. here. How'd she earn that she, A? She was like, uh, all right, so you need to use like your diaphragm. So like, you know, it, it's right, it's right here. Just. Feel mine, and then like grab my hand. I'm and like, that, oh, okay. And then and she'd then, be like, "Do do you feel how how I mean, it goes?" And I go, huh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I would just kind of sit there, just like, "What the Tim's fuck like, is what happening the right fuck? now?" And I'm like, "I don't know what to say, <laughs> but great. I mean, I feel like she would." She'd go a little lower than the diaphragm. Oh, yeah, because she'd be like, she'd... do you feel when you breathe where, where your pelvis contracts? And I was just like, what kind of breathing are you I, doing? <laughs> I mean, all that stuff kind of is like true in terms of like yeah. breath and speech. It was just acting, the way she went she about it. she was just strange. And yeah. so it came across super weird. And I, anyways. Well, you know, they don't pay teachers enough. So. It's true. I yeah. mean, yeah. If I just, I'm, I'm, I'm here to I do I can now I can say mountain, too. though. And that's all I'm happy about. Because she broke my tea habit. Yeah. Because people in Utah drop their teas. They'll say oh, okay. mountain. No, that's mountain. it's actually more yeah. of a U.S. thing than just Utah. A lot of states do it. Same yeah, there there is a lot of states. Utah. That's one of the things though that Utah and their and the Utah they, accent. They really swallow though. It's is, like mountain. is known for. It's like just mountain. It's almost like I, I can't even do it anymore. Like Leighton and Clinton. Clinton. Like I, I, I actually, have to, I struggle to do it. It should be very soft. You just the, don't have time for teas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. really. It's a. It's and she gave me a life. great exercise that broke the habit for me. So now I can say words Did like latent and touching her diaphragm. No. <laughs> Here, try this exercise. No, she looked at me. and She's like, I don't care about the fat. I don't care about the fat kid. I want the other kid. No, I, want, I want you. But anyways, that's where we met, and then we, uh, you. Uh, I, I cast Austin in a. Well, I, first I cast you in the narcissist. Oh God. The worst short film I have ever made and will ever make. Is it out there? Can people no. find it? No. I scrubbed the internet for that. <laughs> is that still on IMDb, though? Did, did we it is did? because we could never get rid of it. I was able to remove a few credits that somehow I've never been able to get rid of. It's, just, yeah. it's, a, it's a scar. It's a, it'll always be there. Both of us at least have done enough work now that it doesn't it's pull pushed, up on our IMDb. The, yeah. <laughs> the line. But yeah, it... You got to do some bad stuff so you can get the good stuff. Was, oh, yeah. Everyone's got it. It was a great satire piece I had written that I was like, I can translate this into a sketch. 
And for well, one, I remember it was you like, tried to wing it. Yeah, it was like, a production one. So it's like, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing anyway. It's a film production class. Yeah, it was a film production class. And yeah, I was just trying to wing it as the actor. And yeah, it was just, it was bad on every I'm level. Like, the fact that Austin worked with me afterwards is amazing. Yeah, it was desperate. <laughs> I was I was like hoping for something like you you know sometimes you just know someone like, has raw I, talent I knew and you want to be a part of that no he said I was desperate I, I just I needed something I need to something. keep me going and yeah you yeah know. then I moved out here though for school and when I quickly realized that every job I had was not going to work out well I shouldn't say had every job I had lined up wasn't working out and like I interviewed with Warner brothers for a month to not get a job. And I, in the meantime, because it doesn't I was take going long through, to burn through your savings. Yeah. And I, I was, I was going through all these interviews and I was, I'd interviewed at the Macy's in Burbank and they put me in this like little like dungeon type room to like wait for my interview. And I thought, man, that'd be funny to like make a show about somebody just having to go through all of the hell of like going, trying to get a job. Yeah. And I, quit, I got home and I started writing a writing a script. I just wrote a short script. It was like a web series called The Job Interview. Okay. And sent it to Austin because I at this point I knew I was moving back to Utah to continue film school. And it's just like, what do you yeah. think of this? And Austin calls me and it's just like, I like I love it. I've got a couple notes and they were fantastic notes. But he was just like, I love it. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, so we started the yeah, other. Uh, we'll give the Spark Notes version. Yeah, the yeah, Spark Notes version. Because now we're just talking the about this shit we've done. Yeah, the Nicholas Sparks, Sparks version. Sparks. So uh, Tim went away and I wrote him a dear, wrote a dear day, Tim yeah. letter. Every day. <laughs> but his mom raining. kept the letters, damn it! It was raining outside. <laughs> and so, yeah, we made the web series. That was a great, like, crash course of just learning how to make shit. And then. We fucked up a lot in it. Like Our we, editor we, saved our asses. Yeah, he's Zach Allred. <laughs> I know he doesn't listen I'm to this. for you softly. If he does, he's going to be like, they're talking to me on another. Because he used to hate it when he'd go to edit things. And we would purposely like look in the camera and be like, Zach, I know you're going to hate us for this. I'm sorry, sorry. But, <laughs> but, but, you know, this is just what we had to shoot. And, like crossing the line. And he would always and be like, apologizing before yeah. he gets to He would always editing. be like, I'm sitting there trying to Every go through an edit. Every was like, take three. Sorry, Zach. I'm curious. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm going through trying to edit. And all of a sudden, you're just talking to me on the. Th- <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, the job interview is that one out there? Can I find that, that? one? We're we're gonna put up a, a handful of just kind of a sizzle reel. Okay. Clip. Make a highlight reel of it because there's a lot yeah. of it that's like it's just it's there's a lot of fat on that steak. So we gotta like just mm-hmm. throw it together and try you, to make you, something. You can just say I'm fat. I'm gonna say sometimes <laughs> that's the best part. Hey, no, that's what makes you know what I'm saying, good girl. Meat. You know, what I mean? no. <laughs> probably but, the ladies listening. But yeah, we we got we got rid of that. But like, when I had uh, uh, two of the Katie dids on here. Uh, when we were promoting season two of teachers, they had mentioned like put up a sizzle reel or something just because it helps your proof of concept and everything Yeah, be there online. And so we'll, we'll put some of that back up, but yeah, that, from there we both just kept like, Hey, let's make this, let's make this. And we stayed in touch and made a couple short films and one, it's really weird. Cause I mean, and, I feel like you and I collaborate a lot, but we don't like actually make a ton of it. We just like spitball stuff and we have like, we have like a million scripts and stuff, sure, separate yeah, yeah. careers, but we like, have, I don't yeah. know, just been friends and stayed in touch the whole time. Yeah. Cause it's like for a while there, he was acting and all sorts of stuff. I mean, he's even well, leaving still, on, that's all I well, do. yeah, but well, no, I'm just meaning like at that point, like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, we were, he was acting a ton and I was just writing a ton and I was getting shit published. He was booking roles and 
But then we'd hang out. And yeah. But yeah, then we'd get back and we're like, hey, we need to do a show in San Diego. So uh, we're going to go do a show down there. And then he would like book a role while we were down there and be like reading through his script. So, and <laughs> Yeah. It's good, though. That's how it works. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, this is more about you. Yeah, right. So, I was like, well, that was yeah. a long tangent. Well, you know, I mean, I. sometimes we just need to know each other. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That, that, that's Were you true. a Bulls fan prior to Not Chicago? Not a Bulls fan. No, this is. I'm a big fan of hats, even though this one's a little dirty. Same. Yeah, I uh, I do, I could care less about the team. Um, like I'll root for like Atlanta stuff, but you know, mm. Atlanta's not good at anything. In yeah, terms there's not of really any any sports teams that stand out. Yeah, a soccer team now because I like MLS. So yeah, they have they have soccer now. Um, you know, we gave it away to the Patriots. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I say Atlanta doesn't like because we're not a great sports city. It's like such a, a city where people move to. Like you got like Boston, Chicago. He's like, like people, hometown. Like it's yeah, life. yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot Cowboys, of pride there. Yeah. Atlanta's a ta- such a transit city. Um, I, I say that we don't have like a great. We're not a great sports city, but we have amazing strip clubs. So <laughs> the strip community the is strong. Is strong. <laughs> yeah, like we produce all stars all the time. You want to talk championship yeah. banners? No. We take off the championship no. banners here, and you can you we you'll be them. you'll be at a, a sporting event. You'll go to like a Hawks game, and you'll just see them coming in, and they're like, not only are they beautiful, but they're just like you're like, oh yeah, they're a dancer because they make so much money. I've heard dancers making like thirty five hundred dollars a week. Just because of the culture, like the rap culture, like oh, yeah, when uh-huh. people go out and they want to spend money and you know whatever. Oh, yeah, I'm like, oh, man, I just want, I just want half of that in a month. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. happy. For yeah. real, just give me half of that. Who do I have to? Who do give I a lap dance? dance? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who wants it? <laughs> Nor- Norman Reedus is about to, send, to sign a twenty million dollar contract down there. You know, as The Walking Dead for, continues. Oh, and really? I'm sure he's probably like, I should just go strip. I could probably be making yeah, more. He would be. Done. <laughs> yeah. What year is Walking Dead in right now? It'll be going into season nine. Have they said yeah. what the mark is that yeah, they kind of want to kill those zombies? I think there's going Jesus. to be a couple more. I'm more of how have the zombies not figured out how to kill them? Yeah, like, yeah, true. Yeah, but they did just announce yesterday that Andrew Lincoln is leaving this season. This season? Yeah, which I hate that they announced. Oh, the show's gonna, the show's gonna end. So because, well, no, that's a spoiler. Like, how great would that have been if you fucking killed Rick off? Yeah, don't you can't spoil. Yeah, you can't turn around. Or maybe they're doing it to set up that he doesn't. I maybe he's not leaving. Maybe yeah. that's the turn. Yeah, may, maybe, but yeah, when they announce that, well, because that's why they're giving Norman Reedus like a twenty million dollar contract kind of just to, him, yeah, unless the whole thing is just smoke and mirrors. Yeah, and, you get to the season finale and you think he's walking off into the sunset, and then he's like, "Nah, I'm good," and you're like, "Oh man, that was amazing." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just yeah. I just want Glenn to show back up and like walk him through. Yeah, <laughs> some some type of weird like Star Wars <laughs> like, type shit. Just be like. He, they're all sitting up there as ghosts. We're like the end of Happy Gilmore. I'm just all waving to him. Oh, yeah, walks the in. Clouds, through the clouds. Yeah. I don't watch the show, so I'm not that familiar with the characters. But <laughs> I would watch it if there was more people waving from clouds. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> the Wait, waving from cloud. Clou- Waving from Clouds, A Walking Dead Story. Oh, By Nicholas Sparks. A Walking Dead Story. Oh, man, I love it. Can we write that shit? Oh, my God, let's do it right now. I want a love story. Yeah, uh, a zombie Spark. love story. Yeah, that'd be good. Have you seen a zombie love story? What was the one that Rob Corddry was in? Warm Bodies? Warm Bodies. I like yeah. that one. Is I that, that, that one. zombies who fell in love or uh-huh. a person who fell in love with a zombie? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I want to hear, I want to see a story about a family that raises a zombie. 
as a human. Hmm. Like they gave birth to the zombie, no, or like they I... found it. Like the zom- like the zombie was like left behind or something. Aww. And then you just have this little cute baby zombie that they have to teach that. I think it should just be left behind part two. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, it could be with uh, Nicholas Cage, right? Yeah, yeah. Was there, in that? No, yeah. Well, no, not that one. The the uh, Kirk Cameron one, the, oh, the weird like yeah, Kirk Cameron terrible rapture yeah. movie. Yeah, so sort of like a Moses in the in the Ark kind of story. Like this family discovers this baby zombie, and maybe <laughs> the, in a little like he's basket, eating a, a little, yeah, like, yeah, for basket. sure. Yeah, I would I would watch the shit out of that with a full cow leg. Just <laughs> like, like the baby's <laughs> always like trying to eat the mom while she's breastfeeding it. Yeah, like yeah. it's like chill out just take the milk you know (laughs) the mom's just like look i know sometimes with latching that there's biting but come on seriously (laughs) this is a lot (laughs) and then you can turn that into like like a teen zombie story oh man it's got so much potential (laughs) move over santa clarita diet (laughs) (laughs) yeah they did what is she a vampire right or something or she's a zombie she's not even technically a zombie okay she's just a crazy person yeah they kind of she's on meth <laughs> the show really takes place in Florida. They're just bath salts. <laughs> no, that it, it's like some weird curse. That, like they got into it in season two, where it's like they found out anybody that ate oysters this particular day, like it developed. It. I fucking love the show. It's great. And every time it's I go up to Santa Clarita, I'm just like, better watch out. <laughs> I haven't watched it. It's it's a fun show. It's, it's really a good. really fun show. I when I because I guess it was first coming out when I got here, and I thought it was like an actual diet. Yeah, I was all like <laughs> yeah. saw billboards. And I was like, man, they're really investing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. This, like, is that the new South Beach thing? All right, whatever. Did Did you see their promotional <laughs> campaign this year? Is that with the, like the real estate? Yeah, the yeah, real yeah, estate yeah. That, benches. That threw me off too. Yeah, like they had the real estate benches and then they even real estate signs in people's yards. Oh, in people's yards. Yeah, I was like, that is so brilliant. Like it took me a couple times driving past before I was like, wait a second, that's Santa Cruz to die. Well, who's the, who's the main male actor? Uh, Timothy Alton. Yeah. yeah, so I remember driving past one of the, the, the benches and I'm like, man, that's a really an attractive real estate dude. And then I realized <laughs> right. like, oh no, that's an actor. And then putting two two together, I was like, I guess the show's about real estate. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they have a real estate company okay. is what. But I, I lo- whoever came up with those ad campaigns also did it for Barry because they had oh, the benches that had benches. Henry Winkler on it because he's an acting coach yeah, yeah, yeah. in the show. That's a, such a good show. And you guys watching Barry? Yeah, oh, I, I, it was, oh I think it was one of the best gosh. new shows this year. Man, that show's so good. Yeah, it's intense drama. Yeah, it's HBO. Yeah, man. It's an it's an intense drama and also just a great comedy. Yeah, it's no good. good old NoHo Hank, played by Anthony Kerrigan. Oh, yeah. He's oh, amazing, absolutely amazing. So that that was actually one of the final nerd melt things. Was a uh, it was when you were still in New York. Was a uh, uh, we had Sirius XM was doing a special midday event. Huh. And uh, all we knew was Bill Burr was part of it. Okay. And uh, it's Which like is cool enough. Yeah. So Jenny was like, "Hey, do you want to work this Bill Burr thing?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." Oh, yeah, I, mean, and, I think I'm seeing an email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, so we, we showed up, and none of us really knew what was going on. Sarah XM was there setting everything up, and all of a sudden, um, I see Henry Winkler come walking in. I was like, what the fuck? Why is Henry Winkler here? And then I see Stephen Root come walking in, and I was like, it's the cast of Barry. That's yeah. what's going on here. And then Alec Berg shows up, and then Bill Hader shows up. Why was Bill Burr there? He was moderating it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's like I, yeah, trying it, to get a job. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's just like, I just want to work. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was, but then 
uh, Bill Hader didn't even end up being on it because somebody gave him coffee with almond milk mm. and he's deathly allergic to nuts. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. And so he like, he took it's a sip Bill and his Burr. throat like started closing up. fucking milk. <laughs> yeah. It's probably Bill Burr. He's like, I want that, I want that roll. Like, yeah. Well, what's funny is <laughs> there was, shady shit. there was a time I thought Bill Burr was totally screwing with me. Mm-hmm. And I finally got to ask him about it after that. And I don't think I've ever told it necessarily on here. When I was working morning radio in Salt Lake, uh, I had Bill Burr was calling into the show. He was coming to town. And uh, we just knew that we had to call him. Okay. And so I call the number and this little Hispanic lady picks up. And I was just like, oh, like I thought maybe he's got somebody answering. She's just, no, no, like not. And I was like, oh, sorry. And I call back and I get her again. And I was like, is this the number? And she hangs up on me. I was like, just tell me if I'm dialing the wrong number or whatnot. And so I call his manager and I'm like, yeah, I just need to, I just need to verify. And she's like, yeah, that's the right number. Like, let me call over there. And so she calls through and I get uh, bill and she's like, yeah, I don't know what's wrong. Like, yeah, that's, that's my number. And so I call back and I get the little Spanish lady again. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and then I call back a fourth time. And finally I get, I get him and we get him on the, on the mm-hmm. air. And all this time I'm like, he had to have been fucking yeah, with me. He had to be the Spanish He had lady. to be. And like, I had the Sklars on the podcast uh, shortly after while they were in town and both Jason and Randy were like, he had to have been. Yeah. So for the last few years, I'm like, yeah, that time Bill Burr fucked with me. And so I asked him about it. He's like, no, you had the wrong number. I didn't. <laughs> he's like, I wanted to sell tickets. Why would I do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like, like, I don't know. Four times. That's like a commitment to a yeah, joke. Yeah, it's commitment to a <laughs> So you did your morning radio. What was that like? It was like I started off interning at uh, it's Utah's biggest radio station and one of the longest running morning shows in the country. Top 40? Country? No, it's an alternative, alternative rock. All right. So the, the morning show is called Radio from Hell. Yeah. So and it, I actually pulled it up on my app the other day. Uh, so I could listen to it in my car, and the second I heard them, I like tears welled up in my uh, eyes. Memories. I was just like, like "Boner I'm, candidates of the day." Yeah, like <laughs> I'd never, I have never been homesick living here. And then that moment came where I heard the show, and I was just like, <laughs> "Like it just like." Were you like morning pranks? You guys doing prank calls? No, no, nothing like that. I mean, it was just kind of, it was somewhat a political show. Yeah, but yeah, it, was, it was, it was just like. Making you know, fun news. of um, new political news. Yeah, we like had that. we we had a segment called uh, "Boner of the Day." Okay. So yeah. we're going off the that's old what, meaning of boner, what, meaning like mistake. Or, drive. Yeah. 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 And so it was just stupid shit like that. Like three stories. Yeah. That three news stories. The bad examples the world, of. Really. Right. Yeah. It could be anywhere around the world. Uh, examples really of stupid uh, bad, stupid, or be. funny human behavior. It's almost like I've read that copy a million times and I can recite it in my sleep. What would the <laughs> uh, What would the boner of the day be uh, here? currently if we were to do it now i mean roseanne roseanne's been, yeah top boner yeah she yeah. would have been she would have been a boner of the day like and it wouldn't have just been like her tweet it would have been like trying to blame it on yeah ambien made me do it oh is that that's what she, what she said now? last night yeah i was yeah. on ambien like immediately i was like that's not how ambien yeah, works Ambien's never made you do anything yeah actually. And, <laughs> yeah I, I i don't i don't think it, like you know david duke was like yeah i started i was became the grand wizard because i was on some fucking ambien like <laughs> what if that's how it started <laughs> yeah, there's a side effect that ambien may cause racism oh it's in really small print i just didn't see it if you look really close there's even a burning cross what is it <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so funny. Gosh. 
But yeah, she zeroes and that's how comedy's done uh when you make those remarks yeah uh, right <laughs> no, i was just thinking about home and stone mountain i don't know if you guys are familiar with stone mountain, stone mountain georgia yeah. yeah and like the fact that the the four generals of the south are like carved into the mountain yeah and that's part of the history of the south and whether you like it or not but i just like the idea of those guys who carved it were on ambient <laughs> <laughs> they have like a whole laser show centered around this so, they, they yeah. wake up the next morning they're like why are we covered what in did we, dust? What and, happened? Oh no! <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. Do you see the mountain of her? Are you, are yeah. you seeing this too? They wake up with chisels in their hands. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Thing, what do we do? Let's create a laser show. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. That is the next step. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me too a little bit about the NBC workshop because I was I was so excited when I saw you post that because I think I told you like. I've submitted for that before. I know yeah. it's insanely hard to to get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, what what was like your submission? What were I mean? Are you able to say kind of some of the sketches and stuff? You yeah, submitted? sure. I mean, I guess I don't. They haven't. I haven't signed a waiver. Uh, <laughs> they uh, the NBC late night program is uh, an incredible program. Um, that's uh, one of the many uh, that they have out of the uh, development uh, side of NBC Universal. Sorry, and. Um, so I, yeah, I submitted for it. Uh, I you know did you, what you have to do. You have to submit sketch. Uh, I think I submitted two sketches, uh, like a page or two, two, one to two pages of monologue jokes, uh, one to two pages of desk pieces, um, and um, then like the personal statement. Or, yeah, and then yeah. once you actually get into the submission of it all, you have to like you know tell them things like you know what your inspirations were and who are the com- comedians that you like. Uh, and you know how they inspire you and stuff like that. But um, I'm trying to remember what were the sketches I submitted. I submitted a sketch, um, which was a kind of like now that I look back at it, it was a parody uh, of uh, the scene when Will Smith was killing the aliens when he when they first recruited them. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. that. Uh, but I I wrote it uh, with Leslie Jones, so I wrote it like it was an SNL sketch, and Leslie Jones was shooting. Uh, she was training to be in the FBI, and she was shooting um, like creepy guys. <laughs> and and then her her drill sergeant or her whatever was like, "What are you doing? Like you're not shooting, like the criminals. Like they, like there was fake criminals and masks and stuff like that. But she was shooting like who what looked to be innocent bystanders, but they were just men who were doing awful things. <laughs> so that was one of the sketches I wrote. Uh, I think it ended with her shoot. Like each guy, like had like a, a small detail. Like one guy on his on his cell phone was had had written something about a girl, and another guy was like that you couldn't tell. Like he was kind of grabbing his crotch, and then the third guy she shot, uh, he was like on a city bike, you know. And he's like Leslie Jones was like, oh, he didn't call me back, you know. It was like a dumb button. She just <laughs> shot him because he didn't call her back. Um, what was the other sketch? I don't remember. I think I wrote something about uh, when. Uh, this is around the time like North no the Hawaii had shot the missile oh yeah the fake missile and so yeah. when I wrote it I wrote about this couple who the end of the world was coming but the only thing they really cared about was their charger so <laughs> like they couldn't find the charger to the phone so they're fighting over this charger uh, and then a missile was going to come and then so like the world blows up in this sketch and then in Hawaii and then I had like the button was this was this guy that they had blamed for stealing the charger. Now he was like, you know, Mad Max. He's like, ah, I rule the world. He's got a bunch of technology. <laughs> it's dumb. I don't know why they picked me, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, the monologue jokes were, were fun to write. Uh, you know, just write the news 
Yeah. Um, some fun dust pieces, but yeah, it was a, it was a really cool experience. Uh, super competitive, uh, to get into. So, you know, I feel very, uh, fortunate that I got picked. Yeah. So what, what actually, cause like, I know they kind of give you some classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do they actually do once you're into the program and yeah. you're, you're there at 30 rock and mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, we got to, to see a little bit of how things worked on the backside of things. You know, we got to tour 30 rock and stuff like that. Uh, we got to go to a Jimmy Fallon rehearsal, uh, and then they took us to go to a live taping of the opposition. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then, um, while we're there, like different writers from some of these shows came in, um, uh, Aparna came in and spoke with us, even though she's not a writer anymore, told us that she hated writing for late night. Oh, really? Yeah. She's just, I mean, and from her perspective and it makes sense, she's like, I'm a stand up. I don't want to write. I didn't like writing for someone else. I wanted to write for myself. She's back out here now, isn't she? Or she's still in New York. I think she still lives in New York, but she's in TV shows and stuff a lot now. So, um, I know she's been getting up here in the last few weeks. I've seen her on shows. Um, but then, yeah. And then there's other days where we really had like writing assignments. So it was almost like. Uh, I, I, I equivalent it to comedy boot camp. They're like, hey, we thought everything you guys did were, was funny, but let's teach you more. And so they give us exercises and we would have like time things where we go write with a partner and bring it back. And then we'd edit it as a group. And, you know, so, yeah, it was a, it was a lot. That's a lot really cool. Yeah, it was really, really cool. I mean, I know there's a lot of other programs out there to find new talent, but I feel like NBC is sort of leading the charge in that in that case because yeah. they have so many different things. They have like I just saw they're announcing like a new program for people who want to direct. And they oh, have cool. things like especially like for for women and they have things for, you know, all like every everything like you can imagine. They can have things for casting. And, like you just don't like think like a, a a network who really pushes mostly you think about just the shows they put up. They're also thinking about the people who make the shows happen. Right. So I'm I'm you know, a fan of whatever they do. Um, I think, I think I'm a fan <laughs> of whatever they do moving forward. They seem to have their, their, their minds and their, in the hearts in the right place at least. Yeah. Being at the Fallon rehearsal, did, did Fallon have any words for you guys or anything? Or did he just kind of ignore you altogether? Yeah. Cause we were there. <laughs> there was a few other, like other people there. It wasn't like just us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause uh, you can get tickets to the rehearsal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, the, uh, Oh crap. J- 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 Kepler. Was Jordan Clep. Jordan Clep. Yeah, he, he came out and he was talking to the audience. It was really cool because I've seen the opposition and I just for me like the show. I think it's one of the smartest late night shows out there right now. See, and I, I I've had to give it a second go because when it first came out, I was like, I don't necessarily connect to the show, knowing that's a character still, but I still don't connect to the show. But watching what he did live and in person and his, uh, it was about the March, uh, for, uh, March for Our Lives rally. Yeah, that show was so good. And seeing it live and like, cause he came out as himself and talked about what the show was going to be and what he's going to do. And then he was able to turn it and flip it. That's such a great show. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Awesome. No, it, it sucked. Cause I, I pitched to Austin that I wanted to do a sketch called bunker talk where I was just hmm. totally parroting Alex Jones yeah. it was before the opposition released. Then the opposition comes out and I was like, well, that's 10 times well, better than anything I'm going to do. Uh. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, the, the, the people who write on these shows are so smart. Also, I feel really sorry for them because they have to write the news and how depressing the news is. They have to find yeah. the funny in it. Um, and most of the people who came in and spoke to us as writers uh, said that they they don't want to have anything to do with the news when they get home. Oh, I bet. Yeah. 
because they just they're they're in it all the time and it's yeah very sad. I brought the podcast down. I'm sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> no, that's that's. I, I'm glad you you kind of circled back to Jordan Klepper there because I was going to ask kind of what that what that experience was like because yeah I've I've loved the opposition when it when it debuted. It's one of the few pilot type episodes that I have actually laughed out loud. Okay, during, yeah, because I like I knew he was playing a parody on Alex Jones going into it. And it was just the way that he would deliver it. It was like he took basically what Colbert did mm-hmm. to make the Colbert Report successful parroting O'Reilly and completely made it his own. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, not only does that take insane talent, but yeah, he just he just found such a unique way to do it that I was just like, nobody else is going to be able to do that. I think it's the way. nuances too. I mean, I, I think that's kind of like with comedy because like, comedy fans are growing and you know just like you're saying like you knew who he was parroting you knew what he was doing so you were already on board to begin with yeah. and i think it took me to see him come out as himself and sort of like this is what the show is guys and then to see the magic of like him turning into that character is what what i really enjoyed and you know everyone will watch a thing for for whatever reason uh but i think that's what's kind of cool with like where the state of comedy is like you can really kind of go see and learn the back uh, who am i oh man who not that this is comedy i guess you would consider him a funny person chris pratt yeah i follow him on instagram and like i really love it when he interviews like the makeup people oh yeah and like on the like and he'll yeah. do like this two to three minute like sort of in-depth interview with them just like how they got started and what they do i just find it so fascinating these are things that we never had privy to kind of growing up and now we get to see how the yeah. sausage is made to some degree yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool and, and if you work with harvey weinstein you get to see the sausage yeah, you get to see the sausage yeah so yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> I like that Austin was just kind of like, no. Nah. Yeah, he was like, mm, 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 Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> what if he came out with a brand of sausages? Would you, would you eat them? Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein Wieners. Yeah. I would, I would, I'd have to give it a try, I think, right? I, yeah, I, I'd, I'd maybe try it, but I'd ask if I could. You know. Like if Bill would, Cosby started selling pudding again. Would you not buy a Bill Cosby pudding? I I I, I don't know. I, I mean, is it is it like a sleepy time, like a nighttime? Pudding? It could. I mean, there probably maybe there would be different versions of it, and one of them is a sleepy time pudding. Z sleepy, sleepy time pudding. Brought to you. yeah. Do you have a hankering for chocolate and need to sleep at night? Try pudding Z. Camille. A Cosby product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would buy it. I I wouldn't buy it. Repeatedly, but I buy one. I'd want to know. Yeah, does it taste good? I know, not even like, not even the sleeping thing. Not even the sleeping thing. Just like, yeah, what is this? What, what is it? What yeah. is it? Yeah. yeah. A Cosby joke uh, got got me my uh, my only late night credit randomly because huh? it got I, I sent a joke into Larry Wilmore when he was doing uh, Keep It One Hundred, oh, and it was who would you rather accept a drink from, Bill Cosby or Vladimir Putin? Mm. So, and, and I remember him laughing really hard at it, and he was just like, "Well, it would have to be Bill Cosby because at least I wouldn't be dead." Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when I was sending our stuff in for San Diego, I saw that I was on the IMDb. I was like, "Oh, nice, cool, all right, I'll, I'll take that." <laughs> did, did they did they pay for their jokes or no? No, because it was just something that like you would tweet it to them. Oh, okay. And I didn't yeah, even yeah, like. Yeah. It was funny because the the day before I had had a tweet on the Tonight Show, and. I had posted that and it was during Sundance too. So it's like, I was involved producing stuff up at yeah. Sundance 
because that's with the radio thing. I was producing stuff at Sundance for them all the time. And I, I, I was just kind of on that, like kind of cloud nine, like, cool. I got one of my tweets finally on the tonight show. And then I wake up the next morning and my Twitter just like exploded and like things on Facebook. And I was like, what the hell's, and somebody was like, dude, you're on the nightly show. And I was like, oh, I forgot that I'd even sent that tweet. <laughs> yeah. How how active are you guys on Twitter? Are you? A, are I'm you, non-existent. You're good Tim's for, my you, Twitter manager. You are all right on Twitter, Austin. <laughs> Tim, just, I just was like, Tim, I don't ever post. You, do you manage you manage his Twitter account? Or yeah. No? Okay. Yeah. It, it's it's usually because yeah. I I tweet all the time. Tim, Tim's a he's a yeah mad I, man of Twitter. <laughs> I, I just I just Instagram. Facebook is just for like yeah. friends and shit like yeah. that, but I mostly just Instagram. Instagram to sort yeah. of like promote what you're doing. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, just, yeah, I, yeah. I find it far more easy to like take pictures and, you know, post that kind of material mm-hmm. versus, and I also do artwork, so I have oh, uh, dope. a page for my art. And so, oh, man, I love I do, I, yeah, I'll show you some here in a minute. Um, but I don't know. I just, I don't tweet shit. So I was like, Tim, just like take over my Twitter and yeah, so do it, stuff with it. Yeah, it's, it's usually it active, if it's something, so it's not just dead yeah, it's not and not nothing, but yeah. well, it's like thing? usually when we have like the podcast episode pop up or like if he's promoting a film that he's in, like I'm making sure to update that. Got and, like it. you just do it so quickly. It. I'm like sitting there like I don't know what to write. Is that clever? I don't. Should I just you're not say you're not it? you're not tweeting like oh man just got these Harvey Weinstein wieners yeah just, like not just random <laughs> Check things. It. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Or or how many how many glovers that, can a Donald Glover glove? Yeah, how much how many gloves could Donald? Donald no, it was how many glovers can Donald Glover glove if Donald Glover could glove Don's? <laughs> well, what does glove as a verb mean? Is what we need to find out yeah, first. Exactly. Yeah. Just gloving a hand, maybe. I mean, it's, I just there's only two sure. hands, but maybe there's more. Yeah, I said that. I said that I was like one of the last episodes in Austin. Just like you should tweet that. Because <laughs> how many glovers in, in, implies glovers implies people. Can Donald Glover glove? So I'm guessing him holding So there's them. a family of Glovers. And he's gloving and he's the gloving. fucking out of them. <laughs> he's yeah. just fucking, like, glove. glove. Like, he's like, kind of like, you know. But, the, but then it's how many, how many, how many Glovers how many glove? could Donald Glover glove if Donald Glover could glove Don's? So then it circles so, back. So oh, Don's one, is where it ends. Yeah, so on one hand, he's got gloves, Glovers, and on the other hand, he's got Don's. He's starting his own mafia. <laughs> this is gonna keep me up all night because now i want to know did he respond no i actually still haven't tweeted it like, oh man we gotta do that I'll, right I'll now i'll do it right now also donald glover if you want to give to the patreon uh <laughs> well no more i don't even know is that you. am i saying that right is it patreon yeah okay cool sponsored by patron and they're kind of like super yeah same strong. thing yeah Man, we I, we said Harvey Weinstein so many times. It su- summoned a news re- news alert here. Uh, Harvey Weinstein indicted in New York rape case. So so much for a sausages. Dang. <laughs> By the way, we don't condone anything Harvey Weinstein has Absolutely said or done. Not. Fuck the guy. Yeah, like, we just think he yeah. could make a really good sausage. <laughs> I have a feeling it'd be plant based. <laughs> so two points. Two points. There's going to be a handful of people that are going to listen to that, and they're going to be like, "What?" Including my brother, who might be listening to this. And uh, Taylor, don't don't look that up. Uh, that don't look that up. <laughs> oh, oh, I gotta think that through again. So, uh, is it how many lovers? Yeah, right. Is that, right. I don't know yes. How many glovers. Can Donald Glover glove? If Donald. Glover could glove Don's. 
Okay, so we're comparing Dons and Glovers. <laughs> also, we're not sure if he could do it yet. Can he even glove? We don't know what gloving, gloving is, but if we did know, could he do it? Look, look it up, Austin. See, see, what, see, what, see what it means to glove. Okay. Maybe it's got some... Also, be prepared to clear your internet history. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to circle gloving. back around to uh, sex robots, is, which what? I, is why I'm really here, guys. <laughs> I heard sex robots. What... Well, the first things that pop up, so I just did what is gloving, and the first things are what is gloving at raves, what is mm. gloving in forensics, what is gloving in medical, what is gloving in urban dictionary, and what is gloving Go technique. to urban dictionary. Yeah. I mean, if you want to really yeah, know what yeah. it means, that's where you but need I mean, to go. What, you know that urban dictionary for as how it quote unquote started is made by like the one guy who looks like he's never said an urban word in his life. Say that again. The guy who created Urban Dictionary looks like I think he like came from Harvard or something like that, like an Ivy League school. Oh, like really? it, it doesn't feel like it's a thing yeah. that's just like street slang. It's yeah. like a really smart old guy. So it's just some old white guy that's just like Urban yeah. Dictionary. Urban Dictionary. Yeah, let's do <laughs> this. Right, this is what we got. It says inserting a beer or other alcoholic beverage into a glove or similarly innocent object <laughs> for the purpose of inconspicuous consumption. Frequently used at public activities to dodge open container, public intoxication, and underage drinking laws. How the fuck do you hide a beer in a glove? <laughs> like, these are my fingers, and they're all the size of beer cans. I call them beer fingers. <laughs> I, uh, stung by a bee. Uh. So we're saying, if we're if we're agreeing, that's the definition of gloving. We're saying how many glovers? Oh wait, but there's there's other oh, ones. There's, let's okay. let's see what these other gloves. Are. What these other gloving? I don't know. If this act is of a, gloving yeah. is see the act of putting a condom on a hand and then <laughs> fisting an anus with that as <laughs> not to get poop directly on the hand. <laughs> I'm thinking. Why would you just put a glove? Like, why would you use a condom? Just use like a medical glove. It's the same I, thing. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just like... Or one of those things that use... Because if it's a condom, cows. it bunches your hand fingers into like a fist, you know? Because they can't... I guess they, you could if it was like a, a so, big condom. So if, you're, if Donald Glover was going to put a condom on his hand, and how many anuses. Glovers would he fist? How many Glovers would Donald Glover fist if Donald Glover could fist Dons? Don. Now we got to figure out who the Dons are. Dang. Don, Don Wrinkle? Wrinkle? Rickle? Rickle. Rickle. <laughs> I was like, I knew that wasn't right the moment Rinkle I said it. And... Don Wrinkle in time. Uh, you also have uh, Don Knotts. Uh, how many other Speaking Dons of Don Knotts, I just ordered the best shirt for Comic-Con because I saw Jim Carrey wearing it. It's a Knotts for Atu and it's Don Knotts. It's a Knotts for what? It's Knotts for Atu. Oh, okay. But it's Don oh. Knotts is Knotts for Atu. There's, there's <laughs> Don Johnson. There's Don Cheadle. Oh, yeah. Don Cheadle. How do you forget that guy? Also, Terrence Howard from Iron Man 1. Yes. Yeah. Don John, Joseph Gordon Levitt's in Don John, so maybe yeah. we're talking. Those are just the first ones. Do I want I to actually be. tag Donald Glover in this? Of course you do. Okay. <laughs> What's he's, the purpose of writing it if like, you wouldn't? Did you also tag Fist as well? Hashtag Fist. <laughs> no, I'll let no, everybody Donald else them. figure out what meaning they yeah. want for that. All right. Yeah. It could be interesting. It's going to be one of those things been that like, yeah, everyone is puzzled over for yeah. a very is long time. Is this for me? Is this, uh, oh, yeah. That water, water? Is, that water is all yours. Oh, thank you. God bless. So, yeah, we, we, we've got we've got to the bottom of that. It has now been tweeted. Perfect. So And right now, Donald Glover's phone just went off because he's been tagged in a tweet. 
And he's reading this going, what the fuck this is this? This is probably the only Twitter notification he has. Yeah. He's like, just glad someone's not talking about this as a man. It's like, why is some... <laughs> it's like, good yeah. God. Why is, why is some white guy in California tweeting this to me? Because but it's I, fucking awesome. That's why, Donald <laughs> Glover. Get, stop asking fucking questions. And do some more awesome and shit so we forget Kanye. answering questions because we all need to know. And, and let's just be honest. If it came down to that it was fisting... Donald Glover would somehow be amazing at it, probably, and everybody yeah. would line up for it. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's how he earns his egot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just him on stage on Broadway fisting people. But it's like people who do the the cup rings, you know, like crystal glass, and mm-hmm. it's like and they can make music out of it. Yeah, he, he does, does that, that with the fisting. With the fisting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're like, this is better than Hamilton. What do you know? What are you gonna say? Yeah. <laughs> It's just clicking. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only. I imagine to have more of a pucker. Well, that's where this it, podcast yeah, went. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is this normally where the podcast goes? It always goes. It always goes. goes so, it always. It Does it always, always go to pucker? <laughs> <laughs> it always goes to fisting. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's the segue goal. What are you? Uh, what are your listeners? What are your listeners like? So they're. They range because okay. more and more of the people I find out that listen, I'm I'm often confused. Like sometimes I'll, I'll pull it up on iTunes just to see kind of how things are doing, mm-hmm. and it'll show like you know the people that have listened to this also listen to these. Okay, and it's like this I'll is get real like meta the, podcasting the WTF, the ID10T, the, ID10 yeah. the uh, you made it weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, armchair expert has now filtered its way in there and like those i expect and then all of a sudden there'll be like fresh air with terry and i'm like yeah, how the hell is yeah, yeah how how is it is, NPR, it is terry gross <laughs> like yeah and all of a sudden there'll be like a handful of npr shows that are also on there and i'm just like i don't know where that venn diagram means yeah, this, this is an intelligent <laughs> show we just educated people on gloving yeah you know how to learn about gloving on any other podcast <laughs> Come on exactly. now, give yourself some credit, man. Yeah, that, that's I mean the only way you're gonna learn about that is maybe when like some twelve year old says it to you yeah. when they're playing like PS4 or something. Oh man, we're gonna fuck up like generations. This is gonna be <laughs> bad. It's gonna come back to us. Our San Diego show this year is gonna be one of those. We're gonna be like so fisting. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna be like, look, I cosplayed as a glove. So <laughs> it's gonna be like Halloween costume. Just show up as Thanos's gauntlet. <laughs> oh. But a latex one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> rings everywhere. Like, it still hurts. Their rings are still there. Man, why is Mar- the- I'm surprised Marvel hasn't, like, jumped into, like, the surgical field. Like, Doctor Gloves by Marvel. I feel like I saw something. But this probably was, like, a fake thing. I feel like I saw, like, cleaning gloves with fake uh, stones on it. But I don't know if they were, like, I don't know if that was, like, someone's fake thing or what. It's just like the poor man's cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the things you, like the yeah. rubber gloves you put yeah. on when you wash dishes. I don't know who does that, but I've seen it on TV. But yeah, that was the the gauntlet. I think that's it. I haven't seen any other. Yeah. I haven't even seen any gauntlet toys. You imagine that? Yes, there is a there? toy. Okay. Because I contemplated buying it at Barnes & Noble. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. Which is also, they, you could tell that's how they know who their target audience is, is adults, because it's yeah. at, on sale at Barnes & Noble's. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah I, I, I went in there to, for my sophisticated reading. I was, I was looking at a, a couple of politics books, and then a couple of comedy books, and then I was yeah. like, hey, toys. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. yeah, Barnes & Noble's, like, I, th- I think they are like the last standing bookstore. Because they figured out how to like get the ADHD adult 
into just like one confined space and they're like look we've got coffee yeah. toys and books <laughs> and i'm just like yes i can't focus on any of them but all right <laughs> yeah I, i'll yeah, buy them they'll probably, be, they'll probably be around for a while barn don't you think yeah b and e think so i wonder if their sales have gone up because of toys r us you think mm, i didn't think about that to- toys r us is like selection had sucked for a while anyway i'd go there every so often but yeah their selection had gone downhill. <laughs> Wasn't like one. recently you've gone. Oh yeah, one. there's one. Yeah, uh, they'd get like the, they'd get like the Marvel Legend figures and stuff like that. So sometimes you could go there, like when there was like the new Star Wars release. Like when I would do the things for like Star Wars Day, when they would release all the different exclusives. Uh-huh. Toys R Us would get certain ones, and we'd head over there to cover that. But you, I mean, most of them I was usually over at Target or or somewhere because like I'd go into Hot or like Hot Topic would get good mm-hmm. ones too. But like I'd go into Toys R Us and. I'd be like, yeah, I've already seen this. This is nothing. There's a Toys R Us, uh, I forget, over in Burbank somewhere that they may still be having their going on. Yeah, still the one alive. in Burbank is still alive. The one in Glendale is still alive. But they're getting rid of everything. Yeah, they're getting rid of yeah. I think there's one in, like, somewhere like further. Like clearance sales. Yeah. Sort of yeah. I thought about going in just to see, like, what kind of crazy stuff I could get on clearance. Yeah. But I also was like, I don't need to do that. You're like, oh, I got a tricycle. Yeah. This is I mean, a- that's what I would buy. I would buy the dumb shit. I wouldn't buy, like, collectible stuff. I would be like... Ooh, laser sword. <laughs> like, just, like, I'm going to use this. Yeah, just running around my neighborhood like Tracy Morgan. I'm a Jedi! I'm a Jedi! Did, did, you, did you ever hear the uh, the guy that did the um, the Toys R Us like in minor? In the minor key? Oh no, what is this? So th- this guy, uh, Chase Hoffelder is his name. He, he does a bunch of songs in, in, in a minor key. And I'll play it here because it's just short. But this is... Oh, of course there's a fucking trailer. Come on now. What's the trailer for? Uh, looks like a Marvel video game. Oh, oh well. Oh, uh, that's the one where the, da- the guy gets shot when he comes out. Yeah. So, yeah, th- th- this is the Toys R Us song in a minor key. the spark movie you guys are gonna write. <laughs> yeah the zombie love <laughs> it's beautiful yeah it's like it's amazing like How old is that guy he's in his 20s i believe okay. like yeah, super talented yeah, his, his, his youtube channel gets like insane hits but like that one i was like <laughs> It's eerie. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like his voice, I was just like, you could like put him in if any you, type of band, and he if would you, be. You like, weren't listening to the lyrics, and you were just like hearing it. You could yeah. hear that. Yeah, I was like, like oh man, I'm watching an anime movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, we've we've run a little long here because we've we've riffed uh, we've riffed a There's little a lot more than usual. Donald and there there is. So, uh, but but before we kind of let you uh, let you get back to your your day, what uh, 
What, what are upcoming things do you have? I know you're going to Chicago in a few weeks, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, I'm going to Chicago for their uh, some shows. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why I'm going. Um, <laughs> going for some shows. Deep dish pizza. Yeah, I'm pretty. Oh man, I miss deep dish so bad. Actually, I don't. Um, but like, I don't miss it so bad, but I miss it a little bit. Um, I keep hitting the table. I don't. Yeah, what is happening? Um, I guess the main thing right now, I work with a, a group of people. Uh, I guess if you want to call it a comedy collective, uh, it's called Colored Commentary. Uh, we had a show last month, and we're gearing up for our next show in June. We don't have a date yet, so I can't plug that. But uh, essentially, it's sketch comedy. Uh, so I like to describe it as uh, "In Living Color meets Key and Peele." Okay, so it's a lot of fun, a lot of social topicals type type of stuff. We like making fun of things. We had a nice little argument about what we couldn't make fun of and what we could. So I think that's when the best comedy comes out when yeah. you're sort of like pulling and tugging about what you can and can't do. Um, that's what I'm really most excited about the project I'm working on right now. So yeah, awesome. And where can anybody find you on social media? Uh, J Gels Comedy. So J G I L E S Comedy is pretty much everything that I'm on. They're all the same. They're pretty much the snaps, the grams, the tweets. I fucking hate Twitter. Uh, the, twi- <laughs> the tweets. God damn it. The nuzzles. Do you know about nuzzle? No, and I nuzzles don't know my new do. thing, and I won't be long because I know we're rapping. But I, I, I get a lot of anxiety about everyone else's opinions about things in the world. So nuzzle allows me to look at Twitter stories without having to hear from people. Ah. It's amazing. You just cut people out of your life. I, I, I kind of like this concept. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Facebook and all that stuff. But yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Awesome. Can I'm going to have to look into this nuzzle. Then I can just ignore the yeah, old the racist people. white people that try to like fight exactly. me on Twitter. Or all and the on liberal the... people who feel like they like, yeah, you're all saying the same damn thing. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to yell at you. <laughs> 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 yeah, I yell at them too. <laughs> ah! Especially when they like stupid movies that I, I, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> So awesome. Well, again, thank you for, for, for taking the time to do yeah, this. So. Yeah, it was it was good to good, good to get to know more g- about you. Yeah. Time to reset me. Blow out the cartridge and put it back in. The old 64. Yeah, I still run on like an old Nintendo cartridge. Just blow into it. Once again, sex robots. Awesome. Thank you, Jonathan.